Hello, prayer friend. Once again, thank you for listening in to our prayer cast from AfriChrist Prayer Ministries, the ministry that reaches out to the busy person, the millennials, the professionals of all fields, and to the underchurched, uh, often unreached people. These podcasts are the ones that help you to develop footsteps with impact in your prayer life. We believe the scripture that says that the steps of a righteous person are ordered of the Lord. We also believe, just like Jesus did and the disciples, Paul and the prophets of old, that our prayers should have impact every time. And so we believe in praying with impact in our ministry. Jesus never prayed a prayer that failed, and he never sent out a command that didn't achieve its intended purpose. He prayed and commanded with words of impact. We are confident that the Bible-based prayer principles that we teach never fail. The Bible says that God's word never comes back to him void. If our prayers are initiated of the Holy Spirit, as it says in Romans 8, then they will never come back void to us. Please thank you again for listening in. Download this and send it to your friends. We would appreciate if you recommend our prayer cast to your friends. Uh, We would also appreciate if you recommend our app, AfriChrist, to your friends. This app can be downloaded from the Apple App Store, and also the Google Play Store. It's the same app for both platforms. It's very well done, and it reaches out to people like you. Thank you once again, and may God bless you as you're listening. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to our podcast. And uh, we are very thankful for all you listeners tuning in. And I know that you've been enjoying based on the uh, responses I've gotten. Uh, on all kinds of social media. It's been great. I thank all of you who have acknowledged our podcast and I urge you to subscribe when you go to our uh, podcast website and uh, just hit on the subscribe. That way you can know when new podcasts come through or when we come in with new blogs. Our website for the podcast is africhristpodcast.com. That is A-F-R-I c-h-r-i-s-t and the word podcast.com all together as one word so www.africhristpodcast.com then our blog which usually has the notes of the podcast is prayingwithimpact.com www.prayingwithimpact.com three words prayingwithimpact.com but spelled as one And then you can get our notes and the scriptures that we discuss through our podcast. We thank you so much for downloading again. And uh, in the last month, in this year, it looks like we've gotten so many listeners from uh, the Philippines. And actually, Philippines is challenging Nigeria as the biggest download. Nigeria and the USA, they were once the biggest downloads, but now Philippines is really out there. India, please keep coming Please referring to your friend and the best way really for your country to stay on top is to subscribe. That way when something comes, you get it immediately on your phone, on your computer. So just hit the subscribe uh, to connect with us on each one of those websites. There is a portion for subscribing and we don't ask for anything. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for anything in our ministry. We just present you with the word of God regarding prayer. So please. Thank you again, and keep coming, keep clicking, and keep uh, referring other people, your friends. 
Now today we're going to be discussing a very, very important topic in prayer life, and that is the topic of intercession. This topic is so powerful and so important because many times other than praying for ourselves we are interceding for somebody else we are interceding for um, uh, the city we are interceding for the nation we are interceding for leaders in fact the bible tells us pray for our leaders so now you know that we have to intercede most of our prayer life we may not realize it you may be praying for your kids you think you're praying for yourself but you're actually interceding that is the power of intercession. In fact, the Bible tells us that today, Jesus sits on the right hand of the Father interceding for us, even right now. So you know that intercession is a very important ministry uh, in everyone's life. That's for everyone. And if you really, really want to get powerful in prayer, the first place to start is praying for other people, putting yourself aside. And that's what um, some of the examples we're going to see today are based on people who prayed powerfully, but they interceded for others. They interceded for the nation. And then we will also see how Jesus shows us the example of intercession through the work of his ministry. So now, you know, getting started, our topic for today is the power of intercession, Jesus seeing their faith. That's the title. Again, the power of intercession, quote unquote, Jesus seeing their faith and it's based on the scripture that we're going to share in here of mark uh, 2 3 through 5. get uh, familiar yourself with that scripture if you can and look at it and you see where we're going we'll be uh, seeing other scriptures but that's going to be our main scripture our theme scripture do not underestimate the power of intercession within you jesus our role model for intercession had to die to get to the lowest point of life that is the grave in order to intercede for us jesus conquered death from underneath and rose again you know that was in the grave he, uh, the bible says that he took the uh, the keys of death from um, from satan from the devil and again we should never forget how low he got for us to be you know to obtain uh, our salvation Likewise, we also have to identify with the one that we are interceding for. You know, an example is in Daniel chapter 9 when he interceded for the children of Israel. He had to identify with uh, Israel himself. He had, to, he had to put himself in their, in, in their position. Yes, he was an Israelite, but the things that they were doing against God, he wasn't doing. But instead, when he was praying to God about Israel, he interceded by placing himself among the people. In other words, when we go to pray for other people, God really honors that because you have put yourself on the side and brought in instead the needs of other people to our kings and princes and ancestors and to all the people of the land. Lord, you are in the right. But as you see, our faces are covered with shame. This is true for all of us, including the people of Judah and Jerusalem and all of Israel, scattered near and far, wherever you have driven us because of our disloyalty to you. So you can see here, Daniel is saying that none of us is exempt from this thing. We are all guilty. So he's putting himself in the same shoes as the Israelites before he calls on God to help them out of this quagmire uh, uh, they were in. As you can see, Daniel is including himself among the other children of Israel and even calls upon even those who are outside, those in diaspora. He's saying we are just as guilty. And this is very common 
when we pray for nations, especially today, because so many of those people from those different nations, they may be scattered all over the world, but they should not be exempt, exempt themselves from the sins that are being committed in their own nations of birth. If they are praying for them or if they are interceding for them, they have to include themselves in the sin. And even those people within the countries, they have to say we. When you say we, God sees your humility. God sees that you are standing in the gap for other people and you're ready to take up the position even as Jesus did because the Bible says that his sin was put upon him you know, on the cross, and God looked away from him. So if Jesus' son could intercede for us that way, how much more about us to intercede for others by identifying with their position of depravity? So wherever they are down there, you are supposed to be down under. Many times we forget how dependent we are on his mercy, especially when all is well with us. We think we don't need him. However, we should realize that we all get to that point where we need to call on him. And if we haven't, sure enough, we will, because it happens to all of us. Such a time is, say, when a person close to you is going through some kind of uh, situation and you need divine intervention. It could be illness, it could be anything, it could be your child, it could be a friend, or even your very nation or your city, that things are going, taking place in the country and you want to intercede. Don't underestimate your two knees. You don't need a whole bunch of people. Daniel was by himself interceding for the whole nation. Powerful and effective intercession requires empathy. You know, that is the identification with those people, like I've said. Um, that is what I call praying with impact because you're identifying with the situation of the other people. That's what Daniel was doing here. God honors intercession. And, and he gives so many examples in the Bible. We shall look at several today. And after we read through them, you're going to realize how powerful your two knees are. I always say to myself that my most powerful place is my knees, my two knees. Because at one time God told me, do not underestimate the power of your knees. When you go down, you identify with others. You identify with Jesus. You identify with the situation. When you get up, Jesus raises you up with power. That's what you need to do when you intercede. You go down under with those people. I'm going to read you the verse, our theme verse today. So Mark 2, verse 3 through 5. Four men arrived carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. They couldn't bring him to Jesus because of the crowd. So they dug a hole through the roof above his head. That is above Jesus' head. Then they lowered the man on his mat right down in front of Jesus, seeing their faith, seeing their faith, seeing their faith. Jesus said to the paralyzed man, My child, your sins are forgiven. Stand up and pick up and go home. So you can see here, the Bible says, seeing their faith. I want you to look at that, their faith. Not, not seeing the man's faith, the man was paralyzed, but seeing the faith of those who brought him before Jesus. These men went out of their way. We don't know how much it cost them or if how, what negotiation they, uh, they needed to do with the house owner to cut up his, break up his house and breaking up the roof and pulling it apart and then bringing their friend down and then later on putting back up. Because don't forget, they had to rebuild that place. But 
it shows what they went through to see that their friend is uh, is healed by Jesus Christ. So we don't know how much they had to pay him. We don't know how much work it took them. We don't know how much work after this. See, many times when we look at that uh, story, with we are thinking of the guy and how they brought him down and how Jesus healed him and how the paralytic, this and that, and that is important. But look at the work, the pre-work and then the after work. When they brought their friend down before Jesus, and look at this scripture here, it says that, and they brought him down in front of Jesus. When you intercede for somebody, that's like bringing them down before Jesus himself. So don't ever think that, oh, they are so far away. My child is there. I can't even see them. I don't know where they are. I know they are in trouble. I know they are having problems. I know they are having issues or whatever situation it is. Somebody may be in the hospital and for you, you're not and they're sick. Just think of how much work you have to do to bring them before Jesus. Jesus honors that. That's what these people did. And see what Jesus says. Seeing their faith, not anything else, but he saw their faith. Jesus can see faith through the things that you're doing or saying. He saw what they were doing because the Bible says doing what? Seeing their faith, not understanding their faith, not um, uh, contemplating this or the other. But he saw it. How did he see it? Through their actions. Sometimes when you're interceding for somebody, your actions, Jesus looks at them. Yes, it's not by works. I know all those scriptures. But look what it says. Look what the Bible says here. It says that seeing their faith. So is Jesus seeing your faith when you're interceding in a situation? Are you doing other things and then when you get on your knees, you all act uh, holy and all everything? But then when you're interested, when you're thinking about that person, you're not talking the right things to them or about them. So Jesus has to see your faith through your action. And when Jesus sees your faith, when you're interceding, power erupts. You know, one of the things that happened here, Jesus says that your sins are forgiven. Look how he did. He cleared the way by removing a hindrance. Typically, we lift our hands upwards when we pray or clasp them together, you know, to worship or petition God, you know, as we pray. But at times, when we or the ones that uh, we love are really, really down, we find Jesus is already lower than our situation. I want you to picture this. They were lowering this man down to Jesus and the Bible says they brought him right in front of Jesus so you can imagine Jesus wasn't just pretending this thing wasn't happening he was seeing all that was happening he had his arms up to receive this person in front of Jesus so what happens is when we intercede for someone Jesus is already down under in that situation so that he can receive Jesus is already in the uh, dungeon with you with them Jesus is down there in the sickness with them to receive them so that he can heal them. Whatever the situation is, picture that man being Lord in this house and Jesus is at the bottom of the end of all of this and he is receiving them right in front of him. When you do that, Jesus is there waiting, symbolically waiting to receive you. Many times, that's what happens to us when we intercede. And we, when you tell someone, we are praying for you, we are praying for you. That is a powerful promise. You are promising that I'm taking you before Jesus Christ. 
I'm taking the roof off of this house, whatever it is. I'm lowering you down. And not only am I lowering you down among the crowd, I'm lowering you in front of Jesus, even as the Bible says. First of all, you think about it. They couldn't get to Jesus because of the crowd. So there were a lot of people. But see what happened when they took the extra step of taking the roof apart? The Bible says they brought him in front of Jesus Christ. So that's what happens when we intercede. We take away all these things and we bring that situation in front of Jesus. We are able to get in front of Jesus. That's when we are interceding for someone or for somebody or a situation. So remember, intercession is a very powerful form of prayer because it brings the situation right in front of Jesus. Not behind him, not on the side, but right in front. Because you have put self away from the situation and you have brought the situation, your friend, or whatever it is, right in front of Jesus. Jesus honors that. And Jesus will respect your intercession. Just be encouraged that uh, we may be so low down, the situation may be so bad, and it looks like nothing can work. Everything is impossible, but just remember one thing. Jesus is down there already waiting for you to make way for the situation right in front of him. And it will be right at the table of Jesus, okay? An interesting point to note here is that Jesus first cleared the consciousness of guilt by saying that your sins are forgiven, you know, for the paralytic. One of the hindrances to divine healing is the sense of guilt that we may have, especially if that situation is caused due to, say, uh, promiscuity or anything that is wrong. Say, for example, you are interceding for someone who has an illness that was caused because of promiscuity, or you are interceding to someone who got the injuries because they caught him stealing and they beat him up. So how do you intercede for such a person? Jesus is telling us that regardless of the situation, he will forgive the sin, take it out of the way so there is no accusation. Why? Because in Romans it says, for there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And you are in Christ Jesus. You are standing in the gap. Jesus sees your faith, not his faith. Jesus sees you, not his actions or her actions. So Jesus is looking at you and is forgiving the sins of another. And then he's healing that person. So whatever it is, Jesus is able to handle every situation. So don't ever think, I cannot intercede for this person who is going on trial because he's a murderer. He killed somebody because he did this or the other. Because Jesus is not going to look at them at that point. He's going to look at your faith. So this is one of the times, remember even us when we are praying to the Lord, the Father, he looks, he does not look at us. He looks at Jesus Christ because our faith is not our own, but that of Jesus Christ. You know what? Our righteousness is not our own, but that of Jesus Christ. So when the Father looks at our situation, he sees his Son. That's why it's so important for us to be in Christ Jesus. Because the Bible says there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So now when you're interceding for somebody, you are standing in the gap. Remember, the, the word for, uh, for intercession is paga. And paga means standing in the in the gap. So in the gap, when you're standing in the gap for somebody, 
That means you are the one that Jesus looks at. We have seen the biblical situation. People may say, oh, well, no, he looks at Jesus Christ. Read the Bible. He says that seeing their faith. See, we are going to Jesus Christ because we are going to the Father through the name of Jesus. So the Father sees Jesus. Jesus sees the faith of the intercessor. You see, you see the Bible is never wrong. It never contradicts itself. It's always right. So in this case, Jesus sees your faith and he's working on the other person so don't ever let anybody tell you just bring up that verse what do you mean how come the we don't know the sins of the other we didn't even know he was a sinner until jesus says your sins are forgiven so we don't even know if that paralysis was because someone hit him on the, in the spine because he was stealing and then he got paralyzed the lord doesn't show us or tell us how he got paralyzed but the first thing he did guess what he forgave the sin you can draw whatever conclusion you want from this but i tell you one thing he's trying to show us that grace is unmerited favor the grace of healing is also unmerited no one of us deserves the healing of jesus christ the power of the healing of jesus christ none of us not this man not any anyone so it doesn't matter who you are just like we did not deserve the great but by grace to be saved the same thing here is the same thing the bible never contradicts itself okay jesus showed us in this example that the guilt and guiltlessness of someone has nothing to do with his healing power so he cleared the guilt of this man by forgiving his sin first and then he healed him you know he forgave his sin and that's where the other people say who does he think he is that he can forgive sin who does he think he is and he told them let me show you if you don't think I have power to forgive sin I'm gonna make him walk you couldn't make him your doctors couldn't but I'm going to do that so he says get up pick your mother up and go and then he says, well, if I can do this, that you can see, guess what? I can do what you cannot see. That's the power of intercession. God will do things that we don't see. He will intercede for you in situation. He will send his angels where you, where you can't go. His spirit will penetrate walls of those who are signing things against you or those who are talking against you, uh, planning against you. His spirit will penetrate. The Bible says that the heart of the king is in his hand. So if someone is going to judge against you, his heart is in God, in the Lord's hand, okay? Furthermore, Jesus did all of this, all of these things on behalf of the third party, not even on behalf of the man, but because of his friends interceding. You look at the story, read it over and over again under the spirit, guidance of the Holy Spirit. You will see what I mean. I, I encourage you to continue to intercede for other people because in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 12, you can look it up yourself. You know, the Bible says that God's heart is attentive to that of the intercessor of someone praying in he's under he understands our prayers and our heart for other people because that's his heart he loved us before we even loved him so the thing is this when you love other people especially praying for those people who have done you wrong you'll be surprised remember in the book of job the bible says he went through so much and his own friends as you read through the book of jobs started mocking him telling him he can't do this he doesn't hear this right but the bible says that after he prayed for his friends he got back much more than what he had before and that's how god is he will do for you much more than you he ever did before when you intercede for other people 
And that's what happened in this situation. The friends of this man had their faith to intercede for him despite the immediate difficulty of trying to reach Jesus. That's what we should do when we are interceding for other people. Sometimes it's going to take a lot of work, a lot of convincing, a lot of your time for you to do it. But do it. But do it. Intercede for other people. Intercession for others many times calls on the intercessor to carry an extra burden. You know, for those that you're praying for. It may be costly, even financially. You may need to do certain things that you never thought you could do. But you got to do it. You have to intercede. Once the Holy Spirit puts it upon your spirit to call, to pray for someone, intercede. You could be somewhere like at work and God put someone on your heart. They may be going through something. It has happened to me so many times. You stop what you're doing. Excuse yourself for a break or whatever you need to do and pray for that person. God will honor your intercession. This is where God sees the faith of us with unselfish love. That's the one of the few times we show God with that we unselfishly love others then God will see your faith. The Bible says Jesus seeing their faith. Don't forget that theme that we have today. Jesus seeing their faith. When Jesus sees your faith, that unselfishness, power is unleashed for the other person. But guess what? God remembers you as an intercessor. When your turn comes for you to approach him, the Lord will remember. Believe me. Okay? So I'll give you another example where uh, intercession shows unselfish love. In this other example is Moses interceding for his people, this, despite the fact that you know God was willing to him uh, to make him great. God promised him that let me get rid of these people. I'll make you great without them. Such selfless faith or an intercession for others draws out you know God's compassion. You know, and power even over those same people you are praying for. Even if God is upset at somebody because of what they did or didn't do, because of your intercession standing in the gap, God will do a miracle for them. I'm going to read you Exodus 32, uh, verse 9 through 14. Then the Lord said, I have seen how stubborn and rebellious the people are. Now leave me alone so my fierce anger can blaze against them and I will destroy them. Then I will make you Moses into a great nation. But, here it is, but Moses tried to pacify the Lord his God. Oh Lord, he said, why are you so angry with your own people whom you brought from the land of Egypt with such great power and such strong hand? Why let the Egyptians say, their God rescued them with the evil intention of slaughtering them in the mountain and wiping them from the face of the earth. Turn away from your fierce anger, Lord. Change your mind about this terrible disaster you have threatened against your people. Remember your servants, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You're, you bound yourself with an oath to, uh, to them, saying, I will make your descendants as numerous as the stars of heaven, and I will give them all of this land that I have promised to your descendants and they will possess it forever. So the Lord changed his mind about the terrible disaster that he had threatened to bring on his people. Why? Because of intercession. 
Moses interceded for these people. God told him, just get out of the way. Don't worry about yourself, your well-being. I'm going to make you a great nation anyway. But let me get rid of this dirt so that I can, you know, start all over again. But see, this man of God, he interceded. Instead of saying, oh, well, God, just do what you got to do. We can start all over again. You know, that that's what most of us would do. We'll just say, oh, well, the Lord said, no. This man said, I'm standing in the gap. In the process, he was giving us an example of what intercession is all about. Intercession is one of the few times that God will stop a disaster from happening that is the deserved disaster. And because of your intercession, because of our intercession, because of one man intercession, one woman intercession, he will stop it. Don't underestimate the power of you to knees. Go before the Lord. He will hear your prayer. He will honor it according to First uh, Peter 3.12. Okay? Another example in intercession that I would like to show you is that God is no respecter of person when it comes to intercession. Intercession will cause Jesus to cross boundaries, you know, that we normally do not anticipate. Jesus' healing is for all humanity. We know that now as we have seen. It's not just for a few. In this example, we're going to see how a Gentile woman endured Jesus' own on-the-spot testing of her determination, you know. When Jesus sees your determination, he is showing us in this example that those who are determined to approach him for somebody else, he sees their determination and he will show that he is no respecter of person. This woman was a Gentile also. She was in from the non-believing people, from the non-Israelites. But because of her determination to intercede, Jesus said, I'm going to do it. Okay? Jesus will accept intercession from those we regard as outsiders sometimes, you know. People may be out of our faith and we think, oh, he can't do that to this person. He's a non-believer and all that. We go through all these little rules that Jesus never gave us. And in this situation, he's trying to break down one of those rules, looking at non-believers as people who don't have a right to go to Jesus for healing. Okay? Remember, he came to bring light to all of us, not just to those who are already enlightened. So in this case, the great faith of this woman is rewarded by Jesus. First of all, he tests her, her determination. What you have to understand, Jesus knew this woman. He knew she was a Gentile. He knew where she belonged. But he did all these little quizzes for us, you know, for us who think we are the only ones who deserve. And Jesus is taking us down the line of all the possibilities that we could bring up to someone to stop them from coming or receiving from Jesus Christ. And he is going to break them all down in one swoop. Okay? Jesus does not discriminate. And he is no respecter of persons. Okay? As it says in Acts 10.34, he is no respecter of persons. But we're going to read Matthew 15 uh, verse 21 through 28. And again, I'm going to use the New Living Translation. And Matthew 15, 21 through 28 says, Then Jesus left Galilee and went on to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Gentile woman who lived there came to him pleading, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David, for my daughter is possessed by a demon that torments her severely. But Jesus says to her, Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Then his disciples urged him to send her away. Tell her to go away, they said. She is bothering us with all her begging. 
Then Jesus said to the woman, I was sent only to help God's lost sheep, the people of Israel. But the same, but she came and worshipped him, pleading again, Lord, help me. Jesus responded, It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That is true, Lord, but even the dogs are allowed to eat the scraps that fall beneath their master's table. Dear woman, Jesus said to her, Your faith is great. Your request is granted. And her daughter was instantly healed. Now notice something here. When she first started to beg, to ask God for mercy, it's very easy to skip this part. But it says that Jesus gave her no reply, not even a word. Jesus didn't say anything. He just walked on. But guess who spoke first? Then the disciples urged him to send her away. Isn't that what usually happens? We the Christians, we the righteous ones, are the ones, the very first ones to send people away from Jesus, even when he hasn't said anything. It's almost that Jesus put a comma in this sentence so that he can expose his disciples. He is exposing them that, listen, they couldn't accuse Jesus of saying stuff. They spoke first. You know what they did? They said, just kick her out of here. She's all this begging. Just send her away. That is so common among believers. They are the very first ones to send you away from all those people. The Bible says that Jesus Christ, he went to a tax collector's house and there were many sinners there. Okay, Jesus is a man who came to minister to the sinner, to the ones who are down and under, not to the righteous. He himself said that actually. So we have to be careful before we try to deprive people of his healing power by determining who deserves and who doesn't, whether it's healing physically or whether it's healing spiritually or in any other incident. When God puts someone to intercede for them, don't look at their circumstances or their cause. Intercede for them. If you find someone in trouble with police or anything, instead of blaming, oh, you know how those people are, they do this and this and the other, God may just say, stop, intercede for them because their sins are forgiven because of your intercession. Do you know how many people's sins are not forgiven because we fail to intercede? If these men had not taken away the roofing to lower this man in front of Jesus, guess what? His sins may not have been forgiven. The first thing Jesus did is to show salvation to this man. Then he healed them. So don't worry about the spiritual downfall of that person. Jesus does. That's his work. He knows what to do with it. You intercede. You are missing out on the, one of the most powerful forces of prayer. We've seen what has happened here in Exodus. Yes, I know I'm going to get a lot of people say, you can't twist the arm of God. But I'm reading Exodus 32, 9. And God had made up his mind. I didn't write that. Made up his mind is going to destroy them. Guess what uh, uh, Moses did? He said, but you can call that arm twisting if you want. Or you can call it spiritual twisting. I don't care what you call it. But he caused God to change his mind. We can too. Where we see these people who are so evil. Especially these days when people are hateful of others because of their nationality, their race or whatever it is. You can intercede and God can change the consequences. So as we can see here, God is no respecter of persons. 
when you intercede for somebody, when you come before Jesus Christ and intercede for someone, you are recognizing the power of healing that is in his name. Okay, Every knee shall bow and every tongue confess. Many times we like to say those statements, but we really don't understand spiritually what they mean. See, every time I go to Jesus and say, please heal this person, you are going to the name of Jesus. You're calling on the name of Jesus. You're bowing to the name of Jesus for somebody else. God will heal them. God will cause them to be healed. So please, continue interceding. Now, how much more for you who know Jesus Christ and you intercede? These are people who didn't know Jesus. They interceded and he did marvelous work, except for Moses here. But these are Gentiles. These are people who are supposed to be non-believers. They interceded. Okay, I'll give you another one uh, to show you that everyone who calls on his name will be saved. Everyone who calls on him. God promises that all that call on him, they will be saved. Though a Gentile, Jesus honored a centurion here. We're going to see the centurion. He is going to honor his petition. And in fact, he commended his faith. In the next example, Jesus shows us that he does not take his gifts for granted. And that he will give to those who have faith that believes and trusts, even from those we consider outsiders. Our last example is that of the centurion. And in this case, I want you to think about the fact that all those who call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. Just think of that, okay? And in Matthew 8, verse 5 through 13, I'm going to read it to you. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer came and pleaded with him, Lord, my young servant lies in bed and paralyzed and is in terrible pain. Jesus said, I'll come and heal him. But the officer said, Oh Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers, and I have authority over my soldiers. I only need to say, go, and they go, or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. Turning to those who were following him, he said, I tell you the truth. I haven't seen faith like this in all of Israel. I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast in the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into the outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the Roman officer, Go back home, because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. I want you to notice a few things here, okay? When Jesus offered to come, the officer said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word. I want you to understand something here. He said, I am not worthy. So we are not talking about someone who is worthy who thinks they are worthy, who thinks they deserve. This is someone who recognizes that he's in the outer circle. He's of faith. He's in the outer circle of the children of Israel. He's a Gentile officer. But he said, I'm not worthy. Remember the other woman, the example I gave you first? The disciples said, get her out of here. Send her away. This officer is saying, before you even send me away, I recognize I don't deserve to be in front of you. 
Just say the word. Don't even come near me. Just say the word. The word is powerful enough to go without you coming under my roof. This shows because he called on the name of Jesus, his servant was held. The Bible says that all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Okay, so now if you call on the name of the Lord, this man was standing in the gap and he was calling on behalf of his servant. They were saved from sickness and illness and whatever it is, or even death for that time. Remember one thing, God is no respecter of persons. Call on the name of Jesus, stand in the gap for others. You will bring them right in front of Jesus. All these people... The people they were interceding, except for the paralytic, the people they were interceding for were not even present. There is no distance in prayer, especially prayer of intercession, because many times the people you are interceding for are not there. Don't expect that you're going to lay hands on everybody who is sick. Powerful as that is, many times the people you're praying for are not in your presence. You may not even see them, but like these people, believe and be persistent like that woman then believe like this soldier and recognize the power of jesus this man took us through the authority nature of jesus by breaking it down saying that listen i'm a man of authority myself and i have those above me and i do this and the other now he's saying that you all you gotta do is say the word and it will be done in other words if in the world we can do this i know in the spiritual realm you can do it and if i call on your name just say the word dear lord jesus be healed be freed whatever it is jesus is going to do it because of your action these people all acted they showed their faith their believing by their actions by their words words are powerful words are actions okay so now i want us to pray so that we can finish this podcast but i want you to think about it get those scriptures prayerfully look at them go before the lord you will be surprised and amazed how he answers the prayers that you pray for other people and it will encourage you because you will know when your turn comes god will say i know you you are unselfish when so and so was sick when so and so needed help you came before me you brought them before me jesus will remember you you know why like those men who brought the paralytic the bible says they brought them in front of jesus jesus noted who they were and i'm sure if they even went back for something else he would say aren't you the one who lowered that man before me in that man's house jesus will remember you when you intercede i know so because i've seen it he has remembered me in situations where i couldn't even pray all i said lord jesus and i'm sure jesus says yes i recognize your name yes i recognize your voice because you are always before me for other people be an an intercessor intercede for others that's unselfish prayer many times we go to the lord asking for this give me that do the other for me and the other we don't have any more right than those other people who need our prayer many times we see situations and we just walk away or we move on and we brag about how how when I pray, I do this and the Lord does it to you. You need prayer. You, you need to pray. No, you pray for them. You pray for them. Anytime now from now on, when you tell somebody, you need to pray. Turn the fingers around. It's going to be you. You are the one who needs to pray for them and move on. Okay? So, Father, in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, your son, 
I come to you with praise and thanksgiving. I am grateful for your overwhelming grace and love for all who call on you. I am thankful that you are ready to receive my prayers of intercession for others. You are ready to relieve me of the burdens of others that I've carried myself to bring to your presence. Their situation may be dire. Their situation may look impossible in, in, in the eyes of man, but you are able. Father, whether my prayers are for an individual, for a city, for a village, for a family, or for even a nation, I know you hear my prayers because you are a God who honors intercession. Because, dear Lord Jesus, even to this very day, you are performing intercession for me and others. Father, I have learned from your word today that your ear is attentive to me because I stand in the gap for others. And you are able to receive me even in the lowest dungeons of life, whether it's me, my family, my friends, my nation, my city, or even someone I don't understand. Father, I thank you that you honor intercession. Lord, may you now intercede for us in this situation. Especially right now, Father, we have this coronavirus going around the world, in China and in other places. We intercede that those scientists, those doctors in China or in the nations where this coronavirus is right now, that Lord Heavenly Father, you change the situation around. That Lord Heavenly Father, your mighty name may go forth and heal. Give wisdom to those doctors, those scientists, those nurses, those uh, caretakers, those family members taking care of people inflicted with this coronavirus, Father. In the name of Jesus, let there be healing for the nations, Father, in this area. Father, let there be no discrimination against those people who have caught this disease. Take away the spirit of fear, Father. Bring wisdom in handling them, how not to make it spread in the name of Jesus. Especially when it hits those nations which, are, which don't have the resources that some nations do have. May your healing power, your prevention power go forth in the name of Jesus. We pray and we thank you as the people of the world. We stand together thanking you for taking away this plague of our day. The coronavirus, AIDS, and other illnesses that are spreading all over the world. We are standing in the gap as believers in the name of Jesus. Cancer. That is afflicting so many people in the name of Jesus. Diabetes. Show us how to eat right, to do things right, Father. Bring down the costs of these medications in the name of Jesus that they may reach the poorest of the poor, Father. In the name of Jesus, Father. Bring wisdom to the healers of our days, Father. In the name of Jesus. New inventions of medications, Father. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We intercede. I intercede with all these people listening to this podcast, Father. That, Lord, Heavenly Father, you may do a mighty work. We come against all this hatred that we've seen going all around the world. Where people dislike each other because of their races, because of their religion, whatever it is, Father, 
We pray in the name of Jesus that you who loved us when we were unlovable, we shed your love. All of us in the world, that Lord, Heavenly Father, you look down from your throne and you will say, I'm proud of my people. The Bible says you are love. And every time we don't love another, we reject you. Forgive us as a people. Forgive us as a generation, Father. In the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Thank you, my friends, for listening. And you may have noticed my voice has been a little different because I'm really been fighting a, a cold. But I'm doing fine. And I thank you for your prayers. Now I encourage you to intercede for others. Intercede for nations today. Come against the war, the spirit of war, Satan's way of dividing us. In the name of Jesus, I, I ask you, stand in the gap. I always pray for the nations. Xenophobia, dislike of other people because of where they come from. Because Lord, the Bible says in uh, the book of Acts that he created us with one blood. And so, stand in the gap for the world to live under the guidance of the Prince of Peace. It's possible. Otherwise, we are not believing. Otherwise, we are not believers. Now, I encourage you once again uh, to download our podcast and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe. It helps us. Subscribe so that you get the new podcast when they come through. And then you can go on our blog. And then you can also download the, uh, the, the scriptures that are down there uh, regarding each podcast. Uh, the, the blog actually stands on its own, but we try to mirror the podcasts. Now, the blog is www prayingwithimpact.com 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 that's the our blog website address and then for the uh, uh, if you really want to listen on from the internet maybe faster for you than through our app you can listen through um there's no s at the end of podcast so it's africhristpodcast.com www.africhristpodcast.com A-F-R-I Christ podcast.com God bless you. Until next time, this is Sam Kawesa, your host. Be blessed. Amen. Amen.